Hi, everybody. I am Sherry Falco. Welcome to the Grace Chronicles. I'm here today with my co-host, Layla Kiley, and our wonderful guest, Pastor Mary DeMarco. And her story is about finding an experience with God's love. And if you've ever wondered if someone could love you, like, without limit, then you need to listen to our next episode. It's great to be here. Thank you for, for asking me to be here. And it's an honor to be here. Thank you. So I'm just eager to get started with your story, because I think a lot of people need to hear this. I think everyone needs to hear this. And um, you, you, we were talking and you were telling me about um, a story right before, I, I guess you were a sophomore at Yale or something like that, and uh, you're on the beach. I don't know. Can you start telling our listeners what was happening there? Yes, actually, it was, uh, it was before I went to graduate school. It was when I was in college, and I, I took a trip to Italy, and we went to the Mediterranean see with, uh, with the family I was staying with. And after lunch, as you know, people in Italy take a nap, but I went to the beach. I went uh, to the sea. And uh, when I went to Italy, I brought several books with me because I was uh, about to apply to Yale and I was uh, working and studying during the summer because I was getting two degrees undergraduate degrees in order to uh, apply for graduate school at Yale. So I was on the beach and I was studying one of the textbooks for the next semester. And I just had this impression to just stop what I was doing, go to the edge of, uh, to the, uh, to the seashore there. And there was no one else on the beach because everyone was sleeping. And I just looked out and I saw how vast the sea was. I, I was just overwhelmed by the beauty of what I was what I was seeing at the Mediterranean. And as I looked out, I thought there are no limits. It's so vast. And the next thing I know as I was standing there, this thought just uh, came to me. Can anyone love me as vast or as great? as this sea is. And the next thing that was impressed upon me was I can. And I, it was so unusual and I just thought, why? I can. And I, I thought, no one's here. And I felt that was God. That was God speaking. And now, I didn't have a relationship, a personal relationship with the Lord at that time. And I'd never had an experience like that before at that time. So it just lasted a few, maybe two, five minutes. And I thought, wow, that was really something. I walked back to the blanket, sat down and continued to study. And that was just my first real experience with the Lord in that way. So, um, that's so interesting though. I mean, and I think that that's what I love about a lot of these stories too. It's, there was no prayer. You weren't praying, you know, right. there wasn't a, and not that it doesn't happen that way. I got to meet you many different ways, but this was just mm -hmm. a, 
gosh, I'm pondering my existence or I'm pondering, you know, the way um, I'm perceived or who am I and am I noticed or what, what's kind of going on in the world? What's going on in my life? And then all of a sudden he comes in and, and speaks to you. It's like you said, because people talk about a lot about hearing the audible voice of God and that everyone hears it. He speaks mm-hmm. in many different ways. And for you, you were saying that it was just an impression. You just had a sense. It just kind of came to your mind, if you will. And you knew it. It was distinct enough, though. You knew. Wow. Oh, yes. That was that was certainly I knew this was something I'd never experienced before. And I, I sensed a, a great peace during that time. I knew that it was God and I knew that uh, I was experiencing peace, experiencing peace. It was it was powerful. But I didn't know what to do with mm-hmm. that. And I really didn't understand uh, the ways of God or how to have a relationship with the Lord. Um, but it was just so beautiful, but that, that was the end of that experience. Yeah. Well, that it's, to me, it sounds like it was your heart's cry. You're like, can anyone ever love me like that? Yeah. So that's, that's, go ahead. I definitely had that, um, desire and that longing that was definitely as a young woman, uh, searching just in general. Uh, about to make big decisions about my future. I was going to be graduating from uh, undergraduate school and uh, wasn't even sure if I was going to be accepted to Yale or not, but that was that was my goal. Um, but also even personally in relationships, relationships with friends, relationships with family, um, I did not feel the love that I that. I now know God wants to fill us with. I did not know that at that time. I was searching, but I didn't even know it. So, I mean, that's a perfect segue. You told me about a a particular Valentine's Day in your life that was life changing. And yeah. um, and can you can you tell us about that? I mean, I don't know how many years later this was. How many years later was it before uh, this? It, it was about, um, I would say it was about five or six years later. Okay. Um, I, I then went on to graduate, took a year off, went to Yale for two years, graduated from the uh, graduate school. And I guess it was about two years after that, I met Christians and um, had an experience with the Lord where I uh, received the Lord into my heart. And uh, when that happened, when I asked the Lord to come into my heart, it was because my heart was totally broken by an experience with uh, with a very close friend who had passed away. Excuse me. And I was crying out to the Lord, and I found a really great church. And when I received the Lord, a lot of the Christians were attending that church, and I I attended also. Um, it was about a year, it was a little while after that, when I went into the church, I, all I wanted was the Lord. I experienced his love when, when I received him into my heart. I knew this, what I, I knew it was what I was looking for all my life. I knew 
I was fulfilled. Um, I was looking for that fulfillment and I knew God was, uh, was the answer. I just knew it, but I didn't know a lot about God or about the relationship. As I went to church, um, I, I just wanted to know everything I could about the word. I wanted to know everything I could about God. I heard great testimonies from people in the church. They were being blessed and I wanted that. And I was desperate for that. I was also single. So I had time to go to church as often as it was open. I was also helping the pastors in whatever way that I could, helping in the church, whatever way that I could. I just was so in love with the Lord. I just really wanted to uh, do everything that I could to get closer to the Lord. It was in uh, it was in January when I I was praying and I said to the Lord, I uh, I said, you know, Lord, Valentine's Day is coming up. I love and Valentine's you're single Day. and you're single, right? Single. Yeah, okay, I'm single and also too because of because of the the pain that I experienced and um, when I received the Lord, I was crying out to the Lord for Him to heal my heart. Because okay. There were it was a, a rough uh, past uh, with relationships. So, so this was like one of the first Valentine's Day coming up. And in the past, I had always had big plans on Valentine's Day, had dates on Valentine's Day. Uh, I love the romance. I love the hearts. I love the you know just everything that you could think of with Valentine's Day. So I was praying, and when I would when I was uh, asking people how to pray in the church, they said, just, just pray to him like you would have a conversation with someone. So that's the way I would talk to God. I said to the Lord one day in January, Lord, Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, I, this will be the first time not celebrating Valentine's Day because I don't have a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I don't have, um, you know, uh, a whole lot of friends. And I, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. I know it's going to be hard. I just feel it's going to be hard. And I said, Lord, would you do something for me on Valentine's Day? That was the specific prayer. So, and I prayed that every day mm. as we got closer to Valentine's Day. I was working in New York City. And the day before, my boss had asked me if I would go, if I would like to represent the company uh, because our volunteer department, who we worked closely with, they were being honored at the Waldorf, which is a beautiful hotel in New York City. And they were being honored for their service. And they, uh, they were going with a lot of other nonprofit organizations to uh, a big Valentine's Day brunch event. Mm. And he said, we'd like you to go sit at the table with the volunteers. And I think it's going to be really nice. And I, and I was like, oh, I'll go definitely sign me up. And I also love the volunteers because they were so helpful to us with our work. But I continued to pray, God, you know, would you do something uh, for me on Valentine's Day? So this wasn't it, and, right? The brunch was not it? Uh, oh, on Valentine's Day? <laughs> uh, the, the brunch was on Valentine's Day. Okay. So this, is, this is the day before. Now, I would commute into New York City, go through Grand Central, all the florist shops, all decorated, all the young people, all the good-looking guys in their suits coming in and out of Grand Central. You know, it was just it was just like a celebratory 
type of, you know, uh, atmosphere for like yeah. a month leading up to Valentine's Day. And I'm thinking, God, this is going to be so hard for me, but do something for me on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day comes. It's about 730 in the morning. I'm walking through Grand Central on Valentine's Day. And I'm thinking, oh, God, this is going to be so hard, mm. you know, uh, seeing all the stuff. And But I know you're going to do something on Valentine's go to the Waldorf in the morning. It was absolutely beautiful. Couldn't have been a more romantic setting. So honored to honor our volunteers. Everything was beautiful. And I thought, God, thank you so much. This was so nice. But in my heart, I knew that was not the, I I just thought God was going to do something. And I said, God, that was so beautiful. Thank you. But in my heart, I thought there's something more. There's more go back to my office. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm in my office and I get a phone call. And um, I, I was working on a team. We were doing research and there was one person, a, a professor at a local university who was doing research with us. And, and he was a real uh, jokester. So he would always uh, call us up, make, you know, have jokes and things like that. So he called me up. And he said, uh, he said, Mary, it's Valentine's Day. And I said, yes, happy Valentine's Day. And he said, he said, um, I'm doing a survey because we would always do surveys with our work. But he said, this is a fun survey about Valentine's Day. And he said, um, I've, I've asked a lot of the single women who are the students here, because he's mm-hmm. a professor there, um, if they had a Valentine on Valentine's Day. And he said, so I want to ask you. Um, did you uh, do you have a Valentine for Valentine's Day? Boy. <laughs> and and I was on the phone and, and it was like I stopped dead in my tracks and I said, No. And he said, Oh, he said, Well, the second question is, do you feel sad and bad because you don't have a Valentine? At that moment, when I was on the phone, I felt the love of God like never before. I was on the phone and I knew at that moment that I did not feel bad that I didn't have a Valentine. I I said, no, no, I don't. And there was dead silence on his end. And he said, okay. And he said, (laughs) surprise. Yeah, and and I was still in because I was I was I just felt the love of God, and I said, "Do you know why?" And he said, "I think I know why." Now I used to share about the Lord with him all the time. He said, "I think I know why." But tell me. So I said, "It's because Jesus is my Valentine. Mm -hmm. I feel the love of God. I know when I was asked that question at that moment." I knew in my heart that answer was, I don't feel uh, bad because I don't have a Valentine. I feel the love of God like never before. He, he laughed and he said, I thought you were going to say that. And then he said this. He said, I've interviewed a lot of a lot of the girls here, a lot of the women who are single, and no one has said that. They're all mm-hmm. upset and sad because they don't have a Valentine. We finished our conversation. I hung, I hung up the phone went to my office door, shut the door, raised my hands, and just started to thank God. He said, Jesus, you've fulfilled me. 
I know you love me. I've never experienced this kind of love like this before, but I know that I am loved by you. So I, I was just saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The next thing I know is I hear John DeMarco, John DeMarco. It was impressed upon me as my arms were raised. I heard John DeMarco, John DeMarco. I opened my eyes and this is what I said. I said, God, I'm not thinking about any guys. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to thank you. You're, you fulfilled me. So Close who my- is John DeMarco? John DeMarco was an elder in the church. He was an elder in the church that I was going to. Okay, so you knew the name. Oh, I knew the name. Yes, yes. He was uh, he was an elder in the church. So I raised my hands again, and I just said, <laughs> thank you. You've fulfilled me. You've fulfilled me. And, it, and then I heard it again. John DeMarco. John DeMarco. I opened my eyes. I don't know if it was a vision. I don't know exactly what it was, but I, I saw hearts streaming down like confetti in oh. red, pink, silver, and white on me. And I'm, I'm standing there and I, and I said it out loud. John DeMarco's my husband. John DeMarco is going to be my husband. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I'm thinking my boss is going to come in in about five yes. minutes into the office and think I'm not, he's not going to know what happened. I'm thinking, I don't know what's happening here. All I know is God fulfilled me. He did over and above what I thought he would do on Valentine's Day for me. Yeah. The love I feel is just, I, I felt complete. I felt fulfilled. And I knew John DeMarco was going to be my husband. I said, oh, my gosh, I can't tell anybody. I don't know what to do. And I'm a relatively new Christian at this point. I said, okay. And I started talking to myself, let me go over. I'll open the door, finish my work at 5 o'clock. I I just have to go home. I've got to process this whole thing, right? Open my door, continue my work, 5 o'clock. It was a Thursday. I got paid on Friday. I I had no cash. I had no money. We were, I was you know I was new working there and and um, I remember it was raining. I was 20 minutes away from Grand Central. I walked outside the door of the office in the rain, walking up Third Avenue, and in my heart I was saying I am so fulfilled. I'm going to marry John DeMarco. It's raining. I don't care that I'm getting wet. I have no money in my pocketbook because I can't even afford to take a bus or the subway. I could care less. All I know is I'm fulfilled and I'm marrying John DeMarco. But I went up, got on the train, you know, still trying to process it. And I thought to myself, I am afraid to tell anybody what just happened to me because I don't think they're going to, no one would believe this. I'm still processing it. I, I couldn't get over it. But I did have a relationship with the pastors, and I knew that they, uh, they've they had experiences with the Lord before. So, so these pastors are at the church where John DeMarco is an elder, yes. is that correct? Yes. Okay. yes. This was our church, and, and he was, um, uh, he did a lot in the church also. He was sold out to the Lord as well, and um, 
And so what happened was a couple of days later, I thought, I just have to share this with the pastor. Went over to the pastor's house and uh, her husband, the senior pastor, was in his office. And I, I would do uh, work in their office, in their home office a lot. So um, I went in. She's standing in the doorway. He's in the office there. And I said, I have to tell you something. And I said, and, and it was like she knew. I, I, she just, you know, she just smiled at me. She said, what is it? And I said, I think I know who I'm going to marry. And so she said, and she smiled and she said, really? And I said, yes, but I'm afraid to say it. And she said, no, say it because I think I know. But she said, you say it first. And I said, no, you say it first. And then she said, no, you say it first. And so I said, John DeMarco. All of a sudden, the two of us are screaming. It's like, yes, John DeMarco, John DeMarco. And the, the senior pastor comes out of his office. What's going on? What's going on? And it was, it was just, um, and I, I told them what happened uh, in my office, the experience I had. And I just know that, um, that, oh, and then it was, it was just like eight months, nine months later, we did get married. No, but wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You you skipped a good part of your testimony. So okay. you haven't even dated John DeMarco at this point in no. time. Did you have a thing for him? That's like what I want to know. Is it somebody you were already interested in? <laughs> no. Like, or no. had he asked you out and you had denied no. him? Like, there's nothing. No. John DeMarco was in the church. It was a small local church. He had been in the church six years before. Um, a real servant of the Lord, right-hand person to the uh, to both pastors. He got sold out for the Lord uh, too. His um, he had a broken engagement. His girlfriend had broken up with him, and that broke his heart. And that's what uh, led him to the Lord. He got into the church, was on fire for God, and he would pray um, for a lot of times for <clears throat> excuse me for hours on end because there was a certain period of time when he was not working. Um, and so, and when he was praying, the Lord had, uh, and he, he wanted a wife. He was praying for a wife for six years. Yes. So he was, and he was praying for a wife, but also praying for his wife, his, his future wife. And, um, um, and I didn't have a relationship with the Lord at that time. So he, he was praying for me. I didn't know it. He didn't know who I was, but, when when I came into the church, excuse me, he would teach Bible study, excuse me, and I would um, I would go to the Bible studies. I was always in church, going to the prayer meeting, so I knew him, and he okay. was my Bible teacher and things. But uh, but as far as any kind of dating, anything like that, no. But you but said, Lord, and you said to me at one point, um, uh, and then we're going to get to where he takes you on the date because I love that, but. I thought you said to me that you looked at yourself and you thought there's no way that I'm a good, apart from God, right? Saying this is my husband. I am mm -hmm. not a good fit for this man because this man is like, he's completely yes. devoted to Jesus. Look how wonderful everything is, how he does everything. And I'm not really a good match for him. Is that, is that true? Yes. When I came into the church, I thought I want nothing to do with relationships anymore. I don't want to um, get involved with anyone anymore. My focus is on Jesus. I want to know more about his love. 
it was like all I wanted to do was to find out more about the Lord and experience more of him. So I would go to all the Bible studies and he was teaching them. I would go to all the events and he was helping to, um, uh, to coordinate them. So there were other people in the church, single women, who did like him. And <laughs> I thought they, they did because there weren't that many single men in the church. But, but in the past, it would have been, oh, you know, look at the single men in the church. That's not where I was at when I came into the church. It's like, I just want to find out more about the Lord. And also from my past, I don't want to be a negative influence to um, to anybody in the church. Yeah. I knew my past, and I knew I needed healing. And when I looked at him as an elder and as a Christian man, I thought, I don't want to be a bad influence in any way. <clears throat> That, that was just my overall feeling. It was like, he's a really godly man. And no. I'm, I'm not. That, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. But, and, uh, but God had other ideas. And this is, this is the part that I absolutely love. Because you get this whole experience, first of all, with God's love. That's overwhelming. I mean, there's an order to this, right? That's first. And then he says, you're going to marry John DeMarco. And then John finally asks you out. So can you tell us about that? Yes. It was right after that experience, um, we were in the church right near the door. And people in the church would go to the diner after the service. This was a Wednesday night. So I was walking up the stairs. He was walking down the stairs. And he said, oh, Mary, would you like to go uh, to the diner? you know, uh, after church. And, and I got so flustered and I, I was like, no. And he, and he just looked at me and like, I just said, no. And he said, Oh, why don't you go? Everyone's going. And I said, Oh, okay. And then, you know, that I realized, you know, I just got so flustered because I'm thinking, I know God spoke to me that I'm supposed to marry you. But you know, it was the first time he approached me, you know, as far as going out, we go to the diner. Okay. So we're in a small church. Everybody went to the diner after church. So the, all the people were sitting on one side of the diner. John and I are sitting in this little um, uh, place on the other side of the diner. I knew everybody was looking at us thinking, oh, you know, they're on a date, right? So he's looking at his menu. I'm looking at mine. It was like this. He had it up. So we're just looking. All of a sudden, he puts the menu down like this. And he said, Mary, and I put my menu down and he's looking at me and he says, I'm, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> and I, I, I was like, I thought he was going to order something. He goes, I'm going to marry you. And I'm like, and here, and, and then I got even more flustered. And I said, oh, we could be friends. <laughs> and he said, he said, he said, I know it's not registering right now, but he said, we're going to get married. God spoke to me. And God spoke to him in his prayer time a while before. And he knew that the name was Mary. God had spoken that to him. And that, you know, that's his testimony. I, and I, at that point, I was so overwhelmed. I have everybody in the church looking at us on this side. And he's telling me we're going to get married. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. It, it was, I thought to myself, wow. Wow, this is amazing. So anyway, so so I, I kind of 
said, okay, and then the waitress came over, took our order, and then, you know, but that was the experience. That's what happened in that diner that night. But when he said it, I knew it was true. It was just in my emotion. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm just so overwhelmed by, by everything going on. And then, like I said, about eight months, nine months later, we did get married. And how church. long have you guys been married? We've been married now. It's going on 34 years. Mm. I love this man more now than I ever have before. The gift. The gift. I, one thing I forgot to tell you when, when I was in my office. When God told me, John DeMarco, John DeMarco, and, and I just got overwhelmed in the office that day, I forgot to mention the most important thing. Right before I went to open that door, I did hear the scripture because I had heard it in church. It was the scripture that says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does the heavenly father give good gifts? That, that was the scripture that came to me right before I opened that door um, in my office to, to go out after God spoke to me about John DeMarco, his gift. John has been the greatest gift besides the Lord Jesus. He has just, in Ephesians, John's first love note to me, he gave me a card for St. Patrick's Day. He knew I was Irish. And uh, um, he he gave me this little card and he wrote, you know, I'm, I just know we're meant to be together. And and he wrote um, and this is the scripture that I feel for us. And it was the scripture in Ephesians. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could ask. of them. That was the scripture. That that sums up what our marriage has been like and our life has been like. God has done over and above, not just in good times, but in the worst times. He has done over and above. Everyone has their story, their journey with the Lord. No marriage is perfect. No journey is perfect. We go through so many painful experiences as well as joyful mountaintop experiences, right? But God's with us, and God just wants to continue to pour out his love in good times and in bad, and that's what I found. But as far as a gift, God spoke it to me that day, and I feel it even more so today in a much deeper and greater way. God is a gift-giving God of his love. And my experience is my experience and I've heard testimonies of other people, and, and you certainly have because you bring such great testimonies here to your audience. God wants to pour out his love. He's going to do it on an individual basis. He's going to meet you exactly where you're at. He's going to pour out his love. If you ask him to come into your heart, he will. If you seek with him, if you seek him with all your heart, you're going to find him. It's a promise in the word of God. It's not just a scripture we say, but it's a reality and a truth. God wants to do so much to show his love. He is a God of love. My favorite scripture is this. It's found in John. The father himself 
loves you. The Father himself. And he's going to make himself real. He wants to make himself real. And if you call on him, he will. Oh, sorry. No, no need to apologize because that's, that's what, that's what we all need. We all need to know that love that's so vast as the ocean. So I'm just wondering, first of all, can you just pray, um, because you spoke about your broken heart and you spoke about John's broken heart, right? And how much you needed that love of God to heal your heart and to be enough. So um, Layla and I are just wondering if you could pray for our listeners um, who are hungering for that, that they would receive from the Lord what you received. Yes. Father, I thank you so much for your love, Lord. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would pour your love out on each and every person who is listening to this podcast right now, Lord. Father, I pray that you would make yourself real to them like you made yourself real to me. Lord, I pray that that you would fulfill each and every heart like you did for me, oh God. Lord, I pray that that you would just um, uh, make a way in every situation, Father, for anyone listening to this podcast, Lord, that has uh, problems, uh, difficulties, feel uh, loss, feel discouragement, feel hopelessness. They, they feel like there's no hope and there's no answer. Father, I pray you would open the eyes and reveal yourself to, to each and every one that you are the answer, that you have love. That, can, that only you can fulfill the, uh, the emptiness and the void in our hearts. Father, I pray you would make yourself real to each and every one. And if there's anyone there who would like to get closer to God, receive the Lord, I would just invite you now to just simply say, Jesus, come into my heart. Make yourself real to me. Show me great and mighty things that I don't know. Reveal to me who Jesus is. Reveal to me the gospel message, which is that that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him, in Jesus, would not have everlasting life. Lord, make the cross real. Make what Jesus did on the cross dying for all our sins because he's our savior. And Lord, that as uh, as we uh, come to you and uh, ask for Jesus in our hearts, Lord, that you would make yourself real in each and every way. I pray that for everyone listening, the greatest name that you can call upon is Jesus. If you do that, if you call upon the name of Jesus, he will change your life. He will pour out his love and your life will never be the same. Father, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, Mary. That I think that's just what is needed. So I want to thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing your testimony. Thank you so much for, for having me on and and um, 
it was a real honor and a real blessing. And I'm just so thankful to the Lord for his goodness and his love and what he's doing. God will make himself real. God will make himself real. That was such a blessing to hear. Thank you so much, Mary, for sharing that. It's, um, it's inspiring. And, and I still, I feel like I keep wanting to say congratulations. <laughs> I know you've been married for 34 years, but I just don't like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, Wonderful, beautiful oh. gift. Beautiful yes. gift. So thankful. So thankful. And I'm so thankful that you have, um, you know, this podcast here, because I had people tell me about the love of God and it ministered to my heart, those seeds that are planted. You know, we plant seeds when we, when we share our testimonies and when we speak God's word and, and uh, share about his love. I know that it goes into the hearts of other people. That's the way he does it, but he does it. He does it. He just wants us to share our experiences and so that other people will believe for themselves. But God will make himself real. If you cry out the name of Jesus, he will. He will. He's faithful to do that. That's so good. And that was our um, podcast ad right there. I'm going to clip that out. <laughs> and that's about to be on TikTok. That's all I got to say. Because <laughs> I know how to do that now. <laughs> yeah, that's a definitely a TikTok moment. Yes. I can't thank you both enough. Thank you so much. Even as I share it, I just, it's like God's love still fills me up. Like I just, um, we, I saw it on you and uh, as you were talking all of a sudden, and I'm like, this is exactly the authenticity and the genuineness that touches people is it's not just some rote story you've told a million times. Every time <laughs> you tell it, it has power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I still feel, I can feel that love just even when I say it, when I share it. And I'm just so grateful. And every day, every day there's more. Every day there's more. You know, you just don't know what God's going to do. You just don't know. And we don't need to know. God just will do over and above and things that, that we can't even imagine. He just that because he's God. He's the only one who can do that. Yeah. And he wants to do that for us all. Mm -hmm. So true. I think that's what we all want. I mean, you know, whether we admit it or not, we all want to be loved like that. Like who mm -hmm. can love me like that? I mean, mm -hmm. that's how her story starts is looking out at the ocean and say, look how vast that is. I mm -hmm. want to know a love like that. Oh, yeah. That's so good. And I love that <clears throat> just getting into her story. Um, for one, I, that's a true encounter. She wasn't praying. She didn't know. Yeah. She wasn't. It was just, okay, I'm here. And it's like you said, it's my heart. Her heart's cry was there. Thing is, we think of God as distant. Right. We think of him as somewhere else often and he's he's right there i mean that's just the truth is god is present everywhere in every moment of our lives good or bad and so he can just reveal himself 
you know, his heart is crying out and he's like, I'm here. I'm the one that can love you like that. And that's what I love about the story is that <laughs> I, I love that it's Valentine's Day. She's alone, right? Mm-hmm. She has no boyfriend, no relationship, nothing. And the first thing that God does is show her that kind of love. I'm mm-hmm. going to love you like that. That's first before the whole John DeMarco piece. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's a great point too, because it's not about it. You know, it's, if there's people out there who've been single for a long time, I mean, I've been single for eight years. Um, it's not as if that, that God's going to bring you someone to love you and that's the gift. And if he's not, then maybe somehow he hasn't seen you or he's holding out on you or something like that. I mean, it works differently for different people. He wants you to understand the love that he has for you. Yeah. First. He wants you to really grasp that and understand, I love you more than anyone else on earth can love you. And I want you to receive that love and understand that love and start walking in a relationship with me. So whether you have a relationship with someone else or not, you know, a, a marriage or that type of romantic relationship, it's God's there for you. You can develop that relationship and intimacy with him. And that's what he's looking for. And it's always available. Well, I think it's important because, I mean, a healthy, right, a healthy relationship, a healthy marriage Mm -hmm. is, you know, I can't expect my husband to fulfill me like that, like God can. Mm -hmm. So when I find my fulfillment in God, that he loves me like that, he makes me a better better version of me, right? So I'm not looking Mm -hmm. to my husband to give me my identity. Yes, he loves me. But, you know, I'm more of a whole fulfilled person. And that's what I bring into the marriage. And I think, you know, a lot of women, especially, I mean, it's not just women, but a lot of women, especially are saying, well, who am I if I don't have a man? Who am Mm -hmm. I if I'm single? Everybody's Mm -hmm. married. And the Mm -hmm. Lord is saying, listen, I'm the one that can love you more than the vastness of the ocean. Find find that in me first. And then, right, I'm going to give you some good gifts. Mm-hmm. And I love too the way that he, um, it's so interesting because I was just having this conversation with my youngest daughter. She said, well, God tell you to marry somebody. And I said, not always, but sometimes he will. Yeah. You know, I said, I, you need to be certain that if you decide to marry someone that you get confirmation yes. from God that it's the right <laughs> person. But there are examples in the Bible of where God told to marry someone specifically. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Joseph was ready to not marry, you know, marry. But God said, no, this <laughs> I have her for you. Yes, I want you to marry her. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. so uh, there was confirmation outside of her. He confirmed to her his word by telling him without him knowing anything about it. Yeah. So you know, the, he gave confirmation to that word too. And that was very important because yeah. you hear certain people will say, Oh, God told me to marry you. And well, well, he hadn't told me that, you know, I mean, God will tell the other person and it wasn't, it won't be by your prompts. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the confirmation that he gave there too. That's super important. Well, she um, had it twice though. She had, she heard it. Then her pastor already yeah, knew that's right. and then John mm-hmm. knew. So it wasn't just some <laughs> wild thing that she made up. God told everyone in the equation, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, she, the other interesting thing is she, 
she didn't say it exactly in those words, but she didn't feel like she was good enough. I mean, she said, here I am, I'm struggling. Here's this guy. I don't want to ruin his life. You know, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, they're just, you know, he's such a, such a, you could see it all over her as she's remembering that how 30 some odd years later is weepy because of the great blessing that he's been to her. Mm-hmm. And I've, yeah. I've, I've seen him, I've seen them in, in their church and the way that he honors her. He could do, you know, the preaching or whatever, but he will honor her. And it's just really, I thought, wow. You know, that's what love looks like in action. It looks like something. And even if, you know, you never heard, you can see it and say that, that man loves his wife. Yeah. That's so sweet. So we just, Layla and I just want this to be, um, we know this encouraged you guys who are listening. Um, so if you're alone, you're single and you're just saying, who am I? (laughs) Or even if your heart is broken and it has nothing to do with being single, God is right there. You know, like Mary kept saying, God will show himself. He will. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to leave on that note and we're just hoping that you guys have all been blessed by this. And, uh, we just pray that you find that love of God that is beyond the vastness of the sea. And we will see you next time on the Grace Chronicles. Mm -hmm.